0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. What's popping? Today's episode, I'm going to be ranking my best 15 greatest NXT Takeover matches of all time. But before I do that, in the first couple minutes of the show, today I am going to be talking about the overall product and why I am really critical of the WWE product and what I can do to fix the overall product because right now the current product is really not that good and I want to give you guys my views and opinions on that so I hope you guys tune in enjoy the podcast Edgar cue that intro it's time to go to work Welcome to you're listening to the wrestling takeover. What is your name with your host Jordan Turner? Who's always gonna keep it real? Come on, King, inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. 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 What's popping, everybody? I want to take this time to. Talk about, you know, my love for pro wrestling, my love for the WWE, but why I am really concerned with the direction that the WWE is going in from a creative standpoint. I understand WWE is making a lot of money. I get it. You know, I started watching pro wrestling at the age of five. I'm 25 year old now. And I've seen everything. I really have. WWE's been through their ups. They've been through their downs. You know, I started to come in to be a wrestling fan. Um, My mom started watching pro wrestling. And she kind of made me become a fan. And it just never left that passion of watching people go in that ring and be an artist, create masterpiece in that square circle it's very just demanding and it's very you know intriguing to watch people go out there and put on memorable moments put on memorable matches that we're going to remember for decades to come i love and i appreciate every single wrestler in this business that have busted their ass for our entertainment as a fan base You know, I don't want to come off as disrespectful, crapping on the wrestlers. That's not my intention. You know, my main, you know, anger right now is on the creative process of the WWE. You know, and I don't want to blame any of the writers or anything like that. Like I said, my goal is to be a creative writer for the WWE one day. That's my dream goal to do and to accomplish. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to get there. I really feel like I'm very creative and I know what I'm talking about. I don't like to have my intelligence be insulted. WWE does that a lot. They love to insult their fan base. They don't please their audience. You know, management has an audience of one. And that's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We all know that what he's doing right now is not working from a creative standpoint. From a business standpoint. Vince McMahon is king. But. When we're talking creative. He's not the king. And. When I hear reports. Just like specifically. This past couple week, With Casey Mobley. And how she had no. Passion for the business. And she wasn't a wrestling fan. She didn't grow up watching it. But she wanted to be a creative writer for the wwe why would you want to be a creative writer if you have no passion you don't love the business of pro wrestling but at the same time you want to be a writer i don't understand that and that really put a target on her back and she pretty much got embarrassed not only by us the fan base and the iwc but WWE themselves embarrassed her. They let her go because she didn't have any knowledge of pro wrestling. WWE needs to stop hiring people that have no passion and no knowledge of pro wrestling, of the WWE. You know, I'm very passionate about the product, you guys. I really, really am. I don't want to bitch. I don't want to complain. But you guys got to understand where I and a lot of other people in the IWC are coming from. You know, we know the WWE can do great. We know the WWE can, at a drop of a dime, be the most talked about pro wrestling company ever. We understand that. We also know that there are people in management that... Have agendas, and it is funny because I was just researching creative writing, WWE, the process, etc. And I came by a video, and this video was talking about WWE creative, like the process, the you know, the livelihood over there, right? Like, how was it over there? Some people, it's great, but majority of the stories I've heard are very terrible, are very terrible. I feel like the culture in the WWE really, really needs to change. And like I said, creative, it's struggling. WWE is struggling from a creative standpoint. Can I fix it? I mean, I'm going to keep it 100. I think I could change it. I think I really can. But at the end of the day, I can come up with great ideas all I want. But if Vince McMahon doesn't agree with any of the ideas that I'm pitching or anybody else is pitching, it's not going to do anything. We're just going to be talking for no reason. We're just going to be giving out ideas for no reason. Vince McMahon is the one person that is really going to be affecting change if he leaves his position as creative. He needs to go. I'm not saying Vince needs to retire. I'm not one of those guys, you know, those those fans out there that say he needs to retire. not saying that. But what I am saying is Vince McMahon needs to retire from creative. He needs to give the keys to the kingdom to somebody else that is going to do the company right. Because, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to stop watching. I'm not going to do that. I'm always going to watch. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm going to cover Raw. I'm going to cover SmackDown. I'm going to cover NXT. You know, I might do Impact, AEW on a weekly basis when fans fully return at full capacity. The reason why I left you guys and the reason why I did not cover any of these shows, there was no fans in the arenas. It was very tough for me to sit down and watch an Impact in AEW. Raw Smackdown NXT without no audience. Us fans are the lifeblood of this business. Period. Without the fans, AEW, WWE, Impact, all these promotions won't be anything. And I find it funny and it's very sad that there are people in this business that we all grown, you know, up and we we love these Men and women, but they shit on the fans. I don't get it. It's not cool. But at the same time, there are fans that go over the edge with their views and opinions. You know, there's fans out there that stalk these wrestlers. I'm not one of those people. I am not going to stalk anybody. You know, I speak my mind, but I speak my mind out of care, out of passion. I fucking love this business I want to be in this business my problem is creative in the way these people are bringing presented it's not their fault I understand that you guys understand that we as a community are not mad at these wrestlers we're mad at the, the management and the way that they are producing these wrestlers on a weekly basis like I said WWE is struggling from a creative standpoint AEW isn't perfect man They're not perfect They got flaws Their women's division is improving They overbooked the tag team division I feel like You know when the young bucks stated that The tag team division tag team wrestling can main event I feel them on that I respect that But not every fucking week Do they have to main event You know the main event seen on AEW Is struggling They don't have a lot of faces on that You know, in the main event scene, they don't. WWE, they don't know how to book a babyface to save their lives. They don't. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley are dominating everybody right now. They got to find the one babyface that are able to be on their level. Because right now, nobody's on Bobby Lashley's level. Nobody is on Roman Reigns' level. They got to find that two people that can step up to those champions and be credible and be booked strong to a point where it's like, okay, you know what? Those two guys can dethrone those top champions. The women's division is struggling. It's not good. You guys, it's not, you know, Rhea Ripley. I remember Rhea Ripley in NXT. She was fantastic. She was edgy. She was different. You feel me? We go to the main roster, and Rhea Ripley doesn't feel the same. She doesn't know how to cut a promo. You know, she's saying that she's working on it. Go ahead, sweetheart. Keep working on it. You know, but not that good in that department. Your wrestling doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. You know, there's no depth in the Raw Women's Division. I have stated this for a very long time now. There are many people in the IWC that have the same view and opinion as I am with what I'm about to say. The women's division and the tag team division, they have to merge because there's not a lot of tag teams and there's not a lot of women that can pretty much abort their own separate brands on Raw and SmackDown. And... Let's take Bianca Belair, for example, as well. You know I love Bianca Belair. That's my girl. You know what I mean? But Bianca Belair falls in line with Rhea Ripley. Even though Bianca Belair is better on the microphone than Rhea Ripley. They're both great on the, inside the ring. Bianca Belair is better than Rhea Ripley on the microphone. They both have a superstar-type presence about them. But they're... Their matches and and the way that they're produced is just not the way that we known them from NXT. You know what I mean? And the women's division, it it was just a, a media ploy. It was just a ploy, guys. It really was. And this women's evolution nonsense, you know, started with Emma and Paige. And then it went down to Sasha Banks and Bayley. Becky Lynch and Charlotte. You have those women and then you got, you know, you had women like Ember Moon and Asuka and then Io Shirai came along and all these women, they're so talented. But there are people in management that don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. They don't care. That's just my opinion, but I don't need to read a news report To know that. Just watch the shows. I'm very concerned of the WWE product right now. Monday Night Raw is struggling. Like I said, I could be on here for hours. I've done it multiple times where I would pretty much come up on how I would change the WWE product from a creative standpoint. You guys know what I'm talking about. Go back to some of my recent episodes where my dialogue would just go on and on about how I would fix the WWE product. I'm not saying my plan's perfect, but before I move on and I actually talk about what I really wanted to come up here and talk about, which is my top 15 for NXT Takeovers, I just want to end this by saying I love the WWE. I'm a fan. I can't wait till the fans come back. I will be back to talk about all these weekly shows. I just want the WWE to be fun again. I don't want to watch and read the ratings that they're in the ones and You know, they're always stuck in the ones. And it's like, can you guys get to a two? Can you guys get to a three? What about a four? Is a four too much? You know, like pro wrestling right now is in a hole. And they need to get the fuck out of it. Pro wrestling, period. All companies. Wrestling is struggling. Wrestling is not popular. I just want wrestling to be popular again. That's it. I'll be back i'm gonna take a short break when i get back we're talking nxt takeover matches it is gonna be controversial as hell but i hope you guys stay tuned all right ladies and gentlemen it is time talk about nxt takeover in the rich document history of some of the motherfucking best nxt takeover matches of all time there are a lot of matches we could be up here for hours talking about and reminiscing on some of the greatest nxt takeover matches of all time but i only narrowed it down to 15 and I absolutely understand. Not everybody is going to agree with my list. Not only that, people are going to be like, okay, Jordan, you forgot about this match. You forgot about this match. What about this match? What about some honorable mentions? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not doing any honorable mentions because, like I said, I would put... Like, a lot of honorable mentions, like, a lot of them. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my time doing something like that. So, what I got him to do is I wrote down, you know, I researched all the matches, every possible best NXT TakeOver match. And I narrowed it down to 15. If I don't say a match that you particularly like, I want to let everybody know ahead of time. I apologize, okay? But these matches to me, defined NXT TakeOver. These matches to me were five-star classics. These matches to me, I've went back and I've watched over and over and over again. And these matches, defined NXT TakeOver. These matches were very... Emotional. I was emotionally invested into everything I've seen during all these matches. And we're going to all have different opinions on each one of these matches, especially when I ranked them. I didn't just write any of these down in no particular order. No, 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 no. These are actually from 1 to 15. Now, we're going to start with number 15, guys. So, number 15, Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor from NXT TakeOver London. Speaking of London, shout out to all my UK fans out there. Thank you for continuing to listen to the Wrestling TakeOver. Greatly appreciate it. Now, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor battled. This is where Samoa Joe made Finn Balor bleed like to a bloody pulp where the fans were calling bullshit, where the referee came in and pretty much had to stop the bleeding of Finn Balor. That was a very great moment. I enjoyed it, and it was very interesting that the fans were saying that. This match was brutal. This match was bloody. This match was intense. Every single aggressive adjective you want to describe, you know, we've seen during this match. It was great. Now, coming in at number 14, we got the first of many Johnny Gargano matches. I just wanted to let you guys know that right now. Johnny Gargano is quite a bit on this list. So, number 14, Ricochet. When Ricochet was actually must-see, he took on Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver. Phoenix. They put on an absolute clinic in this match. The one spot that I always go back and I always reminisce, I always watch, was the one spot where Johnny Gargano and Ricochet was attempting some sort of a hurricane rana. Ricochet pretty much hopped over Johnny Gargano and did a front flip and absolutely landed on both feet. I couldn't believe it. I was starstruck. Like, my eyes were wide open. I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck? No, this guy did not just land on both feet. He landed on both feet. Johnny Gargano was selling it perfectly. The fans were jumping on their feet. Beat, man, it was a moment. I got goosebumps even talking to you guys about this. Just phenomenal stuff. Ricochet looking all cocky, looking all arrogant, looking like a savage. I love it. That Ricochet is the version of Ricochet that we need to see curtain day on Monday Night Raw. Coming in at number 13, my boo, my girl, EO Shirai. I'm so happy she's back. Eyo Shirai. First is Candice LeRae from NXT TakeOver Toronto. Now, this was an absolute classic. All these matches were classics. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae have great chemistry. They faced off a couple more times at TakeOver. And every single time, they go out there and deliver. But out of all their series of matches... This one at NXT TakeOver Toronto was their best one yet. I'm terrified. I'm scared for my girl Io Shirai when she eventually goes up to the main roster. Very terrified. Now coming in at number 12, we have Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura from NXT TakeOver Dallas. This might be controversial. I know a lot of people have this particular match very higher on their list, but it falls on number 12 for me. Shinsuke Nakamura came in hot, flaming. Jessica Nakamura had one of the greatest entrances in WWE history that I've seen when this guy debuted at TakeOver Dallas against Sami Zayn. This feud was very simple. Sami Zayn wanted a fight. Sami Zayn wanted a match at TakeOver Dallas. This is where Nakamura popped up on the LED screen and pretty much accepted Sami Zayn's match, and that's how we got it. You gotta love it. They went out there, stole the show, put on a wrestling clinic. This was awesome stuff. Next up, man, coming in at number 11, we have Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa from NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Now, this is when they were feuding consistently. They were going back and forth. They were... Both in DIY. Tommaso Ciampa turned on Johnny Gargano, and the rest was history. This was a classic. This was full of emotion. Fans loving Johnny Gargano, people absolutely despising, full of hatred of Tommaso Ciampa, calling him a bitch, go to hell. Everything you could think of, they were calling Tommaso Ciampa. Tomaso Ciampa, in my personal opinion, is going to go down as one of the best heels in pro wrestling history. But in WWE history specifically, his heel run was a little bit short. I wish it was a little bit longer. But for the time that we had with Ciampa as a heel, it was gold. He came out with no theme song. Just coming out full of hatred, venom. Vigotry from the audience. And then Johnny Gargano, the baby face, you gotta love it. Underdog, fighting against odds. Daniel Bryan-esque. He is indeed Johnny Takeover. Especially, like I said, with how many times I have this man on my list. So, coming in at number 10. Here we go, y'all. Top 10 best Takeover matches of all time. Starting at number 10, Walter versus. Done from NXT TakeOver New York. People really don't give this match any credit. It went like 45 minutes. People got to start shouting this match out in particular. You know, this is a match that had a couple of other show stealing matches. And when I was watching some of the reviews of my favorite content creators in the YWC, I was listening to some of the reviews and they were talking about how this was the weakest match on, you know, that particular takeover. I completely disagree. Um, like I said, we have another match on the list from New York that was obviously better than this one. But Walter and Pete Dunn have great chemistry. They actually killed it again for the second time. I don't know what specific TakeOver it was, but they had another great match. Walter, Pete Dunn, NXT TakeOver New York was a killer match. If you haven't watched it, please go back and reminisce of every single match on this list. Y'all got to go back and watch, man. It will bring back so many memories. Coming in at number nine, another controversial pick. For takeover matches. But to me, this match was hard hitting New Japan pro wrestling style. I fucking loved it. This is Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly from NXT TakeOver 31. We want to talk about New Japan strong style, the hard hitting, bare knuckle fighting type bout, the realism. You get no better than Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Finn Balor got his jaw broke by Kyle O'Reilly. That's how hard those men were hitting each other. I believe Kyle O'Reilly, you know, lost a couple teeth in that match as well. In that match as well. So, you know, overall, the bout was fantastic. Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor put on a clinic. And... It was just really a new japan-esque show and i don't know if this is true but i heard rumors that after the match i think triple h uttered to kyle o'reilly and finn balor not to do that strong style hard hitting ever again i might be fluctuating that just a tad bit But I did hear some rumors about that. So, if anybody knows that to be true, let me know. But at the end of the day, it felt like a New Japan pro wrestling, Prince Devitt hard-hitting bout at TakeOver 31. It was a classic, one of the best TakeOver matches in NXT history. All right, guys. Coming in at number eight, we have Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter from NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. This match was kick-ass. The story was told perfectly. Walter is one of the strongest people in pro wrestling. And Tommaso Ciampa is very tough. This match was hard-hitting. Not as hard-hitting as Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. But it was very hard-hitting. And it was just a fun match to watch. It was very long. Both men told a great story. The story of Tommaso Ciampa... You know, pretty much trying everything he could to beat Walter. Walter is delivering shot after shot with Champa. Champa persevering and trying his hardest to overcome the dominance of Walter, but we all know he was unsuccessful in the attempt. Like I said, this was a great match, and I enjoyed it. One of the best matches. Coming into number seven, we have Ricochet versus Adam Cole, Bay Bay from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. This was a classic. This was a classic. And the spot that we all remember where Ricochet went up and did a springboard moonsault, it looked like, and got absolutely blasted with the super kick. And then Adam Cole attempted a uh, pretty much neck breaker type of Move maneuver after that, that was crazy. And Ricochet still kicked out. Whoa, that was insane! They have great chemistry. I want to see more Ricochet versus Adam Cole, Bay Bay matches. And this match was very just fun to watch, it really was. Next up, coming in at number six, we're getting closer to top five. Y'all coming in at number six, a match that did not edge into the top five. This is Ember Moon versus Asuka from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. We all know there were people like myself. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. There were people that wanted Ember Moon to beat Asuka. There were people that wanted Ember Moon to end the streak, to end the undefeated streak of Asuka. I was one of those people. At this time, I said to myself, okay ember moon failed the first go around she can beat her this time but she didn't she lost the story was told beautifully she went for the eclipse she connected you know oscar kicked out and then she connected a super kick after that and then oscar kicked out again that spot where ember moon's facial expression Told the entire story. She knew. Oh I can't beat her. I gave her everything. And I still can't beat her. Oh yeah. It's over. I'm not going to do anything. I love that story. Told perfectly. Asuka taking everything from Ember Moon. Ultimately retaining the championship. By putting Ember Moon to sleep. This was a phenomenal match. One of the best women's matches. In, of all time. No question about it. Now, here we go, y'all. Top five. This should be very interesting. Number five, guys. DIY versus The Revival from NXT TakeOver Toronto in a two out of three falls match. What could I say? Story. Check. Wrestling. Check. The personalities. Check. The crowd. Check. Check. The arena, where they were at, check. The city, check. All fell apart perfectly. Two out of three falls match. Now, typically, I'm not a big fan of two out of three falls matches, but this one and the next one I'm going to talk about were killers. The story of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano not stopping until they captured the NXT Tag Team Championships were a beauty to watch Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder of the Revival formerly known as FTR and AEW now they were trying everything that they could to beat down DIY they failed and I love that it was a beautiful masterpiece of a sequence where Gargano had the Gargano escape on one of the revival members and Tommaso Ciampa had an arm bar submission on the other and Dash and Dawson were holding hands telling each other, don't tap, don't tap, don't tap they both tapped out at the same time that's beautiful, that's storytelling the fans absolutely were crying they were crying you know, I had emotions as well. It was a great moment. It was a fairy tale ending. Beautiful. And that that match, that ending pretty much I was saying to myself, fucking I love pro wrestling. I've said that multiple times out of every single possible best NXT takeover match. I said to myself, Damn, I love pro wrestling. Damn I love professional wrestling. This was great. Coming in at number four, another Johnny Gargano match. This features him versus Adam Cole. And some people are calling this the greatest NXT match of all time. To me, this falls in at number four. So we had Gargano versus Cole at NXT TakeOver New York in a two out of three falls match. The story told perfect. Undisputed Era. We've seen them appear. Trying to cost Johnny Gargano the match. At this point, Adam Cole was doing everything he possibly could. Super kick. You know, planches. And every single thing that he could do. That he could muster up to beat Johnny Gargano. The paradigm shift. Everything. He couldn't do it. So he needed the Undisputed Era to pretty much gain the upper hand. And it still didn't matter. Because at the end of the day, Johnny Gargano won. And again, there were people in the fan, in the crowd, crying. Just a beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. One of the best moments in NXT history. Coming in at number three. Sasha Banks versus Bayley. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. This is number three, you guys. Sasha Banks. I've said it once. I will continue to say it. To me, personally She's going to be in my top three Greatest women's wrestlers of all time Period Where does she fall? That's up to me to decide But she's in the top three Bayley Is not far behind The chemistry The vibe, the aura That both women Went out there and produced Was brilliant the crowd was just involved, just as Bailey and Sasha Banks were. They told a story. Bailey, the underdog, Sasha, trying everything she possibly could to beat Bailey. She went to a point where she did a front flip over a referee. And I said to myself, oh, yeah, Sasha Banks is trying to go to her limits to beat Bailey. She was unsuccessful. And at that time, that's where. Sasha Banks was at her best. And this story was told beautifully. One of the best stories told in modern day pro wrestling history. Bar none. Beautiful moment. I'm fans of both women. And they're killing it right now, man. So you got to love Bayley versus Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Coming in at number two. Mr. Johnny Gargano again, man. What's up, y'all? What is up with you, man? You've been appearing on every single one of these lists, man. He is really Johnny TakeOver. That is a fact. So, number two, we have Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas at NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. In some cases, this is the greatest NXT TakeOver match of all time. Comes in at number two on my list. The story told brilliantly. Almost doing everything he could to beat Johnny Gargano. This was a phenomenal match. The atmosphere, the crowd, the aura, the two wrestlers. You know, Zelina Vega was involved. The vibe was unreal. You know what I mean? It was just a great moment when Gargano won. And the story was told beautifully. NXT, when they have their takeovers... Particularly in some of these matches. They tell some of the best stories in modern pro wrestling history. What's number one? I understand a lot of people are not going to agree with number one. That's fine. But this is my list. So coming in at number one. Pete Dunne. Versus Tyler Bates From NXT TakeOver. Chicago, Chi-Town. This to me is the greatest NXT takeover match of all time. Pete Dunne beat Tyler Bate in the UK tournament a couple months prior to this. The story of Tyler Bate trying everything he could to beat Pete Dunne at that end. He was unsuccessful. The story was told beautifully at that time. This is the second match that they had. Can tell match up matchup, the hard-hitting fight with Pete Dunne. That was the question. And we found out that the answer was yes. This match was just breathtaking to watch. It really reminded me, this is high praise for it, but this reminded me of a Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25 type of atmosphere and vibe to it. Those fans were probably going to riot if Pete Dunne won the title and retained. They were going to riot. When Tyler Bate won that title, the fans went insane. This is my favorite NXT TakeOver match of all time. This is on the number one list. Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, NXT TakeOver, Chicago. Let me know what takeover matches you guys thought were, you know, on your list. What's your top 15? Let me know. Fuck that, man. What's your number one best NXT takeover match of all time? Make sure you guys do me a favor and go follow and subscribe to the wrestling takeover on all podcast platforms. And go comment on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it on Apple Podcast. If you guys would. Number one, leave me a five-star rating and leave me a comment down below. Make sure you guys go follow me on social media. Follow me on Twitter at JTTakeOver. Follow the podcast on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Shout out to everybody that is continuing to follow the podcast on Instagram. I love each and every one of you. Thank you guys so much. Shout out to everybody outside of the United States, man, and It means a lot that my podcast is reaching a greater um, audience. And it's amazing. You know, I have my analytics right here, man. I have fans in Japan, the UK, Germany, you know, Canada, New Zealand, St. Lucia, Ireland, Netherlands, Sweden, France, Egypt, Thailand, Moscow, Italy, Saudi Arabia, and Barbados. I love each and every one of you guys. Thank you for supporting the Wrestling Takeover. This is the number one destination podcast in the IWC. If you want creativity, you come right here to the Wrestling Takeover. Nobody does it better than your boy, the Creative King. That's a fact. You guys take care. I will see you guys next time right here on the Wrestling Takeover.